Cheers, brother. Cheers, dude. Welcome to World Football Podcast. In the room with me, Quentin Volpe, El Capteon. Hi, gang. We back. It's, uh... <laughs> What's up, brother, man? How you doing? I'm good, bro. How are you? Good. Um, Great weekend. Great weekend of football. Great. A lot of fun. Some howlers of games. We were watching a couple of highlights before this. Uh, you know, um, just to harp on a little bit. Three hat-tricks in the Prem. Hyoming Sung with three goals against... Uh, Who'd they play? Uh, I want to say it was uh, Burnley. Yeah, they beat Burnley three, three to, uh, five to two. And then Holland, the Norwegian giant, with the hat trick as well, three goals at home against Fulham. And then we had nineteen-year-old, or is he eighteen? Nineteen. He's nineteen. Nineteen-year-old Irish lad Evan Ferguson for Brighton and Hove Albion going against Newcastle, also with a hat trick. Also with a hat trick. He's 19, man. Like, absolutely insane. I wonder if that puts him up for, like, pretty much a goal game. Yeah. Because he's got to be close. I mean, right now, he has four goals, four games. So, technically speaking, yes, a goal game. Hopefully moving forward, I mean, we have international break coming up this weekend. So... I think your qualifiers are on. Maybe uh, there might be a couple CONCACAF for um, Cabin Bowl or Copa America, Mm -hmm. which is going to be here next next summer. Should be fun. Yeah, and um, but yeah, fun fun weekend. Kind of sad at points. We'll 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 get into that. Sad for many. Sad for many. Tough tough weekend for certain fans. Um, But to start us off. First game of the week on Friday was uh, Borussia Dortmund taking on FC Heidenheim. Now, for all those who don't know, Quentin Volpe is a Borussia Dortmund fan. I would say a bigger supporter of Borussia Dortmund than Chelsea, in my pretty opinion. Close. It's pretty close. I think I watch Chelsea uh, much more, but the there's emotional, more pa- yeah, there's the more- emotional connection. Yeah, more uh, passion with Borussia Dortmund. Yeah, I do. I get very upset with Dortmund. Uh, a lot of credit to FIFA for that, just because I've always loved the players they bring up, and then they decide to leave and go on to other teams. But um, yeah, just young team again. Um, like you said, tying two two. Um, they just have so much more potential than they're they're filling out to be right now with two draws and one win to the. To a pretty easy start to the schedule. <clears throat> yeah. I'd say the one win uh, came from the toughest of the three opponents. It was a last-minute goal by against Colm. Yeah. Yeah. Was that uh, Haller or Mollen? I think it was Haller. Sebastian Haller. Uh, like I said, I don't watch them too much, but... Uh... Yeah, well, I agree. D- disappointing start of the season going into... The first international break with only one win, it's tough. And, you know, they played some good teams. They, I'm not going to lie, Bokeman, not an easy opponent. Bokeman, yeah, they're nice. And Heidenheim, they lost a couple weeks ago to, I think they lost to Borussia Mogblak, uh, 3-2. 
which they were up 2-0. They gave up a three-goal lead. Mm. So it was a tough game for Dortmund, I think, going in. They did lead this game 2-0. A goal, and an absolute beautiful goal from Julian Brandt and a uh, PK from, I think, Haller scored it. or Yeah, because wasn't there a PK? There was like a hand Emery Chan took the PK. Emery Chan, that's who it was, yeah. So goals from them and then... Um, on the opposite end, we had um, a PK late late for uh, Heidenheim. And then also a goal by Aaron uh, Diki. Aaron Diki. Yeah, good finish. Yeah, really good finish. Near post beats uh, Roble. Roble? No, no, G- no. Grigor Kobel? Kobel. Kobel. So... It's a tough. It's, it's a tough points to give up, especially at home. I had them minus one and a half, but they, that's dormant. They've done that to me the last couple weeks, so I still believe in them. I still think they have so much talent that just needs to get in form. I I really think they're. It, it comes down to a mentality thing for them. I don't think they have. The leadership that they lost in Jude Bellingham, yeah, who has proven himself as a natural-born leader, even playing five games in La Liga for Madrid. Um, Royce is not getting his minutes. He's not injured. He's you know just strictly not playing right now. Um, Hummels not playing, um, and Emery Chan is not somebody who has proven himself to be the most composed, calm, cool, collected guy. You know, he's, he's gotten plenty of red cards. Yeah. Um, he loses controls of his emotions. He makes big mistakes. Uh, so they need, they need some leadership. And they have a young coach. And they have a young coach. They have a young coach. The coach is younger than a player or two, maybe. And um, to not have somebody to look up to, for like clear leadership and guidance is difficult. Yeah. You know, um, so it was the same reason I think that they lost uh, the title last year because Jude Bellingham was hurt at the end of the season. Season. Yep. He, he, and they he just, went in late or he didn't even go in against. I'm not sure. Yeah. I turned the game off. Yeah. Um, I don't think he went in at all. I think he was on the bench the whole game against, uh, was it Mons? Yeah, which I don't blame because he's a little injured. You don't want to ruin his chances of having a good start at Madrid. Transfer fee. That everybody knew he was gone. Yeah. Um, but so in that game, they didn't start their captain in Marco Royce. Yeah. Or the kid who's carried them all season, who is a natural-born leader. Yeah. So to have a bunch of young guys without somebody on a experience level knowing what we have to do in the moment and take charge of you know wasting time or staying calm then or you know wasting time and reacting you know um leadership is uh, a big thing as everybody knows in football and i mean it's a trade on fifa yeah uh, a player like uh um van dyke has the leader of men trait and you know, it's true. It's it's known that you need somebody to take control and set the tone. Nobody's setting the tone for Dortmund. Everybody's, even though they have good link-up play, they're looking. It's a lot of individual 
mindset. They're looking at their coach for guidance. Right. Meanwhile, the coach should just be there to tell the basically the captain how to run the team. Right. I mean, if you have the tactics down and you have leaders on the field, yep. that's fine. Yeah. I think I think they'll find self-leadership, especially with their start. Do they have a nice little break? Maybe some players got snubbed from their, you know, international play um, this weekend coming up. So maybe there's just going to be a little, little edge to the next upcoming weekend. You could hope. So. You could hope so. You know. We'll get more into about their next matchup uh, on another podcast. But I believe in Dortmund, dude. Uh, you know, I just think they have a lot of. I don't know if I said it, um, but eight consecutive years in a row, they qualified for Champions League. So they had to finish top four. They did that eight years in a row. Haven't won a title in 12 years, but came very, very close last year. Obviously, losing Jude Bellingham is not the most ideal thing. And, you know, they didn't, it's not like they brought in people who can replace him so easily. He's not a replaceable right. guy. No. So... I don't yeah. think anybody could replace him. You need a couple guys to replace him. Yeah. So, you know, big transfer window for them. We'll see how their transfers go out and play in the coming weeks. Four weeks into the season, you know. It's it's fun to have these uh, ideas about how a team's doing. And then in four weeks from now, I'm going to be like, wow, this team really just turned everything around. I hope so. I mean, it sounds great. It happens a lot. Right, it does. You know, it's it's always four week stints, especially when you have midweek games. You might play eight games in a uh, in a month, seven games in a month. It all depends how you do in those seven games. If you end those seven games on a high note, that next month might be good. You might go down south quick, especially opponents you're playing. But you know, they win a game, they tie, they tie. It's not a bad note. You want to beat those teams. But it's not like, oh wow, we just lost to these teams. You know what I mean? At least they got the point. They're still. It's not like Bayern's going to drop a game here and there. Um, Bayern Leverkusen's going to drop a game. You know, uh, uh, singular one game. What? Bayern Leverkusen might drop one game. I think they're phenomenal. They're phenomenal. They are really good. Union Berlin just lost to RB Leipzig, so Leipzig. Is going to be up there as well. But Union Berlin, first time ever in Champions League this year. You know, they might they might have another good Bundesliga season. So, a lot of time for Dortmund. That's all I'm saying. A lot of time. Right. But that was the, one of the first games for Friday matchups. Um, another game, we don't have to get crazy into it though. AS Roma taking on AC Milan. This game finishes 2-1. A goal coming from Olivia Giroud, who gets a PK from a, uh, you know, him and Loftus-Cheek were going. They they did a nice little one-two. Loftus-Cheek takes it into the box. And uh, after a VAR review, Patrice, uh, Ruo Patricio kicked Loftus-Cheek, took him down. Olivia Giroud takes the PK, puts it away. And then... Um, you know, it was a good game. It, it really was. I was watching it. Christian Pulisic played good. Um, probably one of the only down notes on the game was uh, Fieko Tomori. The center back for AC Milan had a bad first yellow card and then goes into another challenge, gets a red card. So he's out for the game. He's out for 
a week, maybe a couple weeks for AC Milan. We'll see. Who is that? Uh, Tamori. Oh. Yeah, he gets he gets he gets red carded out, and um, Pulisic had a great had a great uh, shot. Patricio just met it. It was a beautiful cross from Theodore Hernandez across the box. Finds Pulisic. He gets the volley onto it. But uh, Patricio is just there to meet it. And then um, they go up 2-0. Uh, Calagbria sends in a beautiful... Did you see Rafael Liao's goal? I, I didn't. I know you sent it in the group chat. See if you could pull it up real quick. Because, dude, that goal... Oh, what? It's like an unconventional bicycle kick. But it... it in my opinion, it is a bicycle kick. Well, I mean, AC Milan is going to be a team to be scared of. They have I agree. all the tools. And who's their coach right now? Is it um the coach from last year? Uh, it's probably the same guy. Let me see. I have it pulled up. Bold headed guy. That's all I know. Stefano Pioli. Mm-hmm. You know, so. The post was deleted of the one that you sent. Uh, well, I mean, if it's Rafael you'll, Leal, you'll no, see it eventually. Spectacular, yeah. It was a spectacular effort, and that puts him up two 0 And then Lukaku gets subbed on. You know, his first game with Mourinho since like 2017. Uh, signing is he alone or is he a signing? Signing like four mil or something like Dang. that. Lukaku has. Dropped, I mean, big time. Fuck Chelsea, right? I mean, yeah. Um, but they give up a uh, a goal to uh, Spinnola. Um, he he has a sh- his shot deflected, gets past Mag. Um, how do you say the Mike Magani? Magan? Manyan. Manyan. Goes right past Manyan, and that was uh, pretty much it. AC Milan got all wins so far. Far, or maybe they tied one of their first games, but I'm pretty sure they won every game so far. Playing well, but then get to into what well, you know the Premier League. Um, Luton Town hosting West Ham first game in Kellworth Road since 1992. It's been a long time coming. Um, the scenes looked spectacular. Yeah, it was crazy how close the fans were to the touchline. Yeah, that that Premier League feeling of playing a game there for the first time in what 38 years, something like that. 35. Um, it was just remarkable. It even when like Phil Neville and 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 uh, tri- um, not Trippier, who's the guy from Liver- uh, Carragher, when they walked through, they did their their Sky News walkthrough. It was like, I was like, what what is this place? This is like a fantasy world. Of- yeah, imagine going to England and seeing a, a Prem game there. I would love to. Just throwing five hundred dollars on Luton Town. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just like fully invested. Yeah, buy a jersey. Yeah, I would love to go to Luton Town. That is, that's like a. I uh, want to go to that dude. Uh, so remember when we did the Luton Town history? Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to go and just see where Ernie Sims climbed the drain pipe to get into the stadium yeah, to right? train. Like I, that's the what I want to say. They have eight cameras on the drain pipe. Yeah, <laughs> just in case. If his statue is not near the drain pipe, that's a shame. It should be like attached to the building, like yeah. him crawling <laughs> like Spider Man. That'd be so cool. And they would love it too. I feel like ah uh, yeah, I'm sure all the fans know that story. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, but um, they had a tough game. I mean, West Ham is a remarkable team as we're speaking right now. And uh, they play defensive, which is good and bad. They zone in a lot. They bring everyone in, leave Antonio up by himself. It's, it's fun to watch because me personally, I love a good defensive game. I love when people are sticking tackles. I don't like when people get blown by all the time. Or if they do get blown by, it's a good, you know, you, you play good defense to get back there and stop them. So, Adebayo, um, Charlton Morris, they were getting shut down. They are getting shut down that whole game. Adebayo had a, cu- a couple of opportunities to put the ball away. He couldn't do it. Morris, as well, with a couple opportunities, he couldn't put it away. Um, but West Ham dominated. They dominated, but honestly, in the midfield, they lost a lot of the ball. Which is not good to see from Ben Rama. You know, um, Alvarez is in there now. And then we also have uh, uh, Pataka or Paqueta. Yeah, Paqueta. Paqueta. He played well. He had a really good assist to uh, Jared Boeing opening goal. Which, did you see that goal? Mm Mm-hmm. Good ball in. Beautiful ball into the back post. Jared Boeing kind of heads it right near uh, Kaminsky. Probably should have had the save. But he pushes it right into the net. It a little was bit kinda, of power, yeah. It was a lot of power, yeah. yeah. So that's how the, the scoring opened, but not until the 85th minute did West Ham find their second goal. And Luton Town has been doing this now. They did this to Brighton. They held Brighton to a 1-0 um, game all the way to the 75th minute. They wound up losing 4-1, to but dude, to hold a team till basically 15 minutes left in the game... Rob Edwards is doing something over there, bro. Like, they're they're a team right now. Yeah, they lost um, every game, I think. But they're not. They don't look They don't get dominated. They're not getting killed, right? They're not. Like, they have very good midfield play. Uh, Chong's there in the midfield, ex-United player. He had a really good game against West Ham. You know, um, it was just, you know... uh, it, it a, a couple unfortunate set pieces and plays made them lose that game. Um, we talked about it before. Kurt Zuma jumping, climbing a ladder. Air Zuma, baby. Air Zuma. Air Zuma. F- find him in store. <sighs> like, dude, he climbs ladders when he scores He's a goals. Freak, dude. He gets so high. And granted, he was very open, but like he earned to be that open. Right. You know? He is... My biggest, like, what if at Chelsea. Because yeah. I loved the way he played. He obviously tore his ACL. Uh, and he made a slight comeback. He was in rotation, started maybe majority of a season here, season there. But my favorite thing is that Cesc Fabregas, uh, when they were at Chelsea, um was asked who does who's the best on the ball or who does the most tricks in training, and he said Kurt Zuma, <laughs> which is just amazing to yeah. think about. Yeah, uh, you know this big boy center back doing it, doing these fancy <laughs> flicks and stuff, but um, because he's trying to impress. He's like, hey, listen, I can I could be a midfielder if I wanted to. I'm dude, just built like a defender. When he tore his ACL, I'm pretty sure it was un- under Mourinho, not positive, against Man United. Um, he, he was playing the CDM position from time to time. And, you know, that, that's why I just, I just think it's badass that 
he's that big and strong, gets up for headers constantly, and then he's doing flicks and tricks at practice all the time. Like, I, that's what I show on the weekend. But I'm actually a baller. Like, yeah. you know, during yeah during during drills, one on one drills, or mm. you know, three v three drills, I'm I'm doing some fancy stuff. You know. Yeah, that's cool. It is know? cool. And then he gets up and is stronger than everybody for a header. Yeah. And he gets himself open, finds, you know, finds the ball, gets there, puts it away. 2-0, West Ham. I took the minus one and a half. It was there. You know, uh, Boeing missed a couple opportunities. You know, I uh, forgot who else missed it. Oh, um, Ben Rama just didn't have a good game. Yeah. Couldn't find his opportunities on net. Everything he shot basically went over the net or to the side. So the bet was there. But uh, late in the game, we had um, 90, 92nd minute. We had Amari Bell send a ball in from pretty much like midfield. Sends it to uh, Charlton Morris's head. Morris flicks it on. Finds Maj Jewel Anderson, who uh, just hits it with his head. Tucks it right into the bottom left corner. But Ariola caught out of position. A lot of a lot of players caught out of position. Ariola didn't even make an a, an attempt to hit uh, get the ball. Mm-hmm. But it, it was good work. It was well worked, and they scored their first ever goal in the Premier League at Kellenworth Road, uh, Worth Road for the first time. Yeah, amazing scenes. You lose the game two to one to a West Ham team that's like top five right now in the Prem. Come on. You know, this is one of the best West Ham teams we've been we've seen in a long time. And they they take him to the eighty fifth minute to be beaten or beat uh go up by two, I should say. So I think it's good signs from Luton Town. I think they have to be happy where the Hatters are right now. Happy with the performances, but ultimately it's about the results and It's true. Having zero points there they're gonna be hungry for more. Yeah. I think it's you know as cup games come around, they won their cup game. I think if, you know, they keep winning cup games, FA Cup should be starting up soon. It's going to be interesting to see how they uh, perform against in those cup games, see if they can build up a little bit of a momentum into the Premier League. Maybe they have like a, a weak swing where they win like two cup games in a row and then they draw a Premier League game and now it's like, we're playing another Premier League game. Let's win this. Let's keep the, you know... Draw a record going, yeah. I could see them getting out of relegation zone. They look like one of the best relegated teams right now. Yeah, sure. Yeah, Yeah, I could get get along with that. Yeah. Well, to talk about relegated teams, Sheffield United taking on Everton. They they started the Saturday mornings off at 7.30. Ended as a 2-2 draw. We saw a goal from... Decore, uh, swung in corner kick from Ashley Young. Uh, we had Adamu Onana head the ball down, and Decore was there to tap it against. Um, I, what is their goalie? Oh, Fodderingham. Uh, Wesley Fodderingham. He kicks it at Fodderingham. Fodderingham makes a save, gets put back to Decore. Decore puts it away. They go up 1 0. Jordan Pickford had a couple amazing saves throughout the game. And then it wasn't until the 33rd, uh, 33rd minute where Sheffield City go back, get on the board. Did you see this goal? It was uh, 
a shot from um oh no this was the goal from Cameron Archer Cameron Archer in the 33rd minute had a uh a beautiful top bins goal pass from uh, uh, um, Oliver McBurney. Uh, really good co- cross from George Bullock. But that, that tied it. And then this is what I'm talking about. Did you see the goal where uh, Cameron Archer shot it and he curls it and it hits the post and hit Pickford and went in the net? No, but I love that Pickford. I saw Pickford's celebration at the end of the game. Dude. And... For him to do that after the own goal and your team's in fucking, you know. Yeah. <laughs> he did that because, dude, in the 98th minute, um, McBurney had a header. This guy dives, pops it into the air, hits the crossbar, comes down. McBurney kept his run going onto the ball, kicks it at Pickford. Pickford <laughs> it's all takes it off the dome and just, like, it falls to the floor and he gets on top of it. Oh, that's funny. Like, dude, like... Balls to the wall play. Puts his face on the line. Gets the save. Gets the tie. Because um, at that point, actually, uh, Beto. Beto played a really good ball to um, Nathan per- Peterson. Peterson with a really low, low cross to uh, Dan Juma, who gets his first Premier League goal for Everton. I like Dan Juma. Yeah. Why not Dan Juma could do some good stuff at Everton, especially Hopefully. now. Two games in a row with a goal. An EFL Cup game goal and now a Premier League game goal. So that's clutch. He's doing good. And then obviously Pickford with the save at the end, with the putting his body face on the line. It's good stuff from Everton. Sheffield United though getting a tie, being up two one against a Premier League team that's been that saved themselves last year. You know, good to see from Sheffield. Good stuff from Sheffield and Luton right now. Burnley can't say the same. Burnley have been struggling. Yeah, I mean, another loss, zero points. All of their games have been, um, you know, two-goal loss, three-goal loss. Yeah. They, uh, you know, they they, they, they beat, haven't been playing well. Did they beat Nottingham in the Prem? No, uh, EFL Cup. Oh, okay, I was they let say. A, They scored a goal real late, but then they, in that game, three people got hurt. Mm. So... You know, you win a an, a round two EFL Cup game, but three of your starters who start in the Prem aren't can't play in the Prem now. Yeah, it's, it's unfortunate. You know what I mean? So, I don't know what company... I, I backed a company. Uh, I thought company was going to come into the Prem and really make it his home. Whereas, you know, I didn't see Sheffield's coach coming into the Prem, make, you know, even drawing a point. I didn't see Luton coming in, and they haven't won yet, but Rob Edwards is doing good stuff with Luton Town. I thought company was going to be the man on, on Burnley to really propel them to you know, safe status. And it's just not looking so. I mean, they, they, come, they play uh, Tottenham this weekend. Tough, tough game. Tottenham is playing good football. They got knocked out in the EFL Cup against Fulham in PKs, but it wasn't their starting squad. Um, but this game, man, they just run rampant. Yeah. It looked, um, it's, uh, they looked convincing, you know, very convincing. It wasn't yeah. just, um, relying on two guys to kind of do something. They looked like an actual team. Yeah. Yeah. They, um, they actually let up the first goal of the game. They went down one nil. It was actually really nice. Um, 
uh, this kid, uh, Luca Coloso, he, uh, he, he beat Pedro Perro pace for pace, like beat him to the ball. Pedro mm-hmm. Perro tried to play defense on him, catch up. He like takes him to the end line, cuts it in, finds Song, um, not Song, uh, Lyle Foster in the middle. And Lyle Foster puts it right underneath Vicario. Good opening goal happens in the fourth minute. And then, um, you know, talking about players on Tottenham that are convincing, Christian Romeo with a beautiful banger. strike. Absolute banger from outside the box. Um, poor defense by Burnley leads to it. Uh, it was a poor touch. Le- goes right into his feet. He he puts it away. Um, actually, that was their second goal. F- first goal that Tottenham scored, Song chipped. He he yeah, chipped. Nice uh, little move in the box. Right? Yeah, yeah. He 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 got the ball over James Trafford. Um, it was a little combination play with him and um, Manor Solo- uh, Solomon. So that was the opening goal. Then they scored that next goal, the Christian Romeo banger. Undogi then finds James Madison, another banger from James Madison in the 53rd, uh, 54th minute, makes it 1-0. And, you know, Vicario with a couple saves here and there between the game. They make it 4-1, another assist from Solomon to Son. Mason Solomon, bro. He could be Sung's... He was on Fulham Boy. last year. He's uh, like an Israeli player. I haven't really... I, you know, you saying the name twice. It doesn't even ring a bell. I think he was on like Shakhtar Donetsk. Donetsk. Yeah. yeah. I want to say that's what... He was on that team a while ago. Like that's like his main team. But then he went to Fulham for a season on loan. And then Tottenham bought him. And he's a really good player. He really is. He's underrated. That's his second assist to Song in that game. And then a uh, beautiful ball from Pedro Perro, three minutes after that goal, leads to another Sung goal, his hat-trick on the day. Just great stuff from Sung. Great stuff. Yeah, it's good to see somebody, you know, he, he, there we go. I mean, talking about the Dortmund captaincy issue. Son is a guy has, who has proved himself yep. as a leader on Tottenham before. And that makes, that makes sense. On the you know the the armband switch when your captain leaves, I'm not gonna get back into it. But Emery Chan wasn't even like, you know, I wouldn't. I'd be surprised if he started half of his games at Dortmund. Yeah. But whatever. No, it's true. Though. It's good for Tottenham. It's good uh, for Tottenham. They are ballers. They have it in their blood. They won't win anything this year. <laughs> but um. What it, if they win like nice the FA see. Cup? That's a big deal. Oh, I no. don't think. Wait, no, they got knocked out of the Carabao, but they're still in the FA Cup. Yeah, that'd be a good trophy from them. It'd be a gr- it'd be a real trophy from them. None of this 2008 Audi Cup championship. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Know. They need to. Uh, I think they. I think they'll find themselves in Europe um, qualification next year, whether it be Europa League or Europa Conference League. Top seven, eight. Yeah, I don't think they'll finish top four, but prove me wrong, y'all. Could happen, yeah. Uh, what's his name? Uh, the head coach, po- po- Postagoglu. Postagoglu, bro. He's got these boys buzzing. That's what I mean. Like he's got them buzzing mentality. But did you see that video? Uh, someone sent. I might have sent it where he was ripping them apart. Mm-hmm, you did send it, yeah. It was dude. Fine. That's you want to be mean. a weak team. You want to be weak. This is what you want to do. 
Like, dude, you need that. You need that. That's leadership. That's a mentality. That makes it known in the locker room. If you're not ready for the challenge, you're not playing, you're not even being brought into training camps. You're training with the U21s. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you need that. Eric Ten Hag, take notes. <laughs> please, please. I was just thinking. Uh, just don't be another Ollie. I was thinking as we started, like, damn, would Ange Postagoglu would have been better at Chelsea than Pochettino? <laughs> Maybe. You know, a leadership is a quality that's tough to come by. It's. I agree. You know, it's not uh, in a world of sheep. Yeah, a lot of people like to listen to, uh, you know, their investors on what to do. Right. Not saying they give them the time of day all the time, but I don't. I don't think. I think the Tottenham owners at this point are very. Kind of let Postacalu just do what he wants to do. As they should. He's clearly doing a good job. Yeah. But uh, amazing win from Tottenham. Ten points in four games. Just, they could be uh, they could be up there, everyone. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Yeah, for sure. Um, not to get too deep into this game. We had Byron Leverkusen taking on Dormstadt. Dormstadt uh, taking on, uh, I think they took on... Some other really decent uh, Bundesliga team last week. I think it was Union Berlin. Yeah, they lost 4-1 to Union Berlin. Take on Leverkusen this week. Victor Okoa Boniface. Let me tell you. This guy might be the signing of the year. Throughout every league. Right now, sitting today in three games, Quinton. Three games. Four goals. Two assists. He has basically six goal involvements in three games. Yeah, two two involvements per game. That is absolutely insane. He probably has made other passes that have led to other goals too. Right. Dude, the guy is amazing. He's amazing. And the fact that he's doing it right now in the Bundesliga, I talked about him last year. I said a, a, any team should have went for him, bro. I don't know why only a Bundesliga team went for him. United should have looked into him. They needed a striker. Chelsea should have looked into him. They needed a striker. It's crazy what he can do. It's crazy what he can do on the ball. He is not only silky, but he is so powerful that Big boy play. he just bodies everyone off the ball. But his first goal, he chips um, uh, Schnuck, Schnuckner. He chips him. A big boy like that, you would assume like, He's going to power it through. Boom. Tips her, trips her right over him, running towards him. Yeah. It was beautiful. And then um, he he scored another goal where... Um, oh, yeah. He got a touch in behind from Florine Wirtz. And Freak. He's a beast, too. He's very... Dude, I think he has like like half of uh, Boniface's assist right now. And a couple others. And, th- and I think he has a goal himself. Himself. So, dude, this Bayern Leverkusen squad is just so good. It's kind of annoying that they're not in... Uh, Champions League, man. Yeah, that they're in uh, Europa League this year. Uh, well, I was just looking at their recent matches. And they beat West Ham. Uh, I'm trying to find a date. August 5th, so still preseason. But they beat West Ham 4-0. Yeah. I bet you Boniface had a couple uh, involvements there. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. He's 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 amazing. Um, 
He scores two on the day. And then he, uh, <laughs> everyone, that's just, um, <laughs> what, what, true. that's just the TV. Big Little Lies. That's what the TV show is called. Being played in the other room. Um, Trust me. (laughs) (laughs) There's nothing (laughs) serious going on here. It's not what you think. He plays in a ball to uh, Jonas Hoffman, who he gets a a touch around the left corner. um, Top right of the box, puts puts it in the left corner. Good goal by him. New signing by Leverkusen as well. I think he came from Freiburg. Freiburg Um, or Gladbach or something. Yeah. And then uh, another late goal from... Leverkusen makes it a 5-1 game. But to go back to the Prem a little bit, Brentford hosted Bournemouth on Saturday as well. This was uh, Dominic Solanke's 100th game in the Premier League. And... Just his 12th goal. Just his 12th goal. That's a tough, tough, tough stat to live by. But he does score in a big moment. Um, did you see Matthias Giannis's free kick? I did not. It was a, uh, it was a good free kick. Almost like, you remember where Wayne Rooney scored to break um, Bobby Charlton's record? Mm-hmm. Like, Same type of area, corner of the box. Corner of the box. Puts it in. Caught, um, who's uh, Burmese? Leno, right? Or is it Neto? Neto. C- catches Neto out of, out of position. Puts it in. Neto makes the save. Looks Doesn't look like a goal at first, but turns out across the line. They go up 1-0. And then uh, that was in the seventh minute, thirtieth minute, a ball from Marco Sensia plays in Dominic Solanke over the top, and Dominic Solanke just makes a beautiful move on. Uh, he actually nutmegs Ben Me, nutmegs him on a shot and puts it in for the goal, right past Flecken. It was really good, really good goal. Um, he's on a. A decent run right now. Two goals, one assist in four games. And then Bournemouth go up in the 77th minute. Um, Janssen gives the ball away. Ryan Christie gets the ball. Plays in Marcus Trav- uh, Tavernier, who... Tavernier has been playing a lot of games for Bournemouth. He's, he's been injured. First first game in, he gets a, an assist for Bournemouth. So, he's going to be fun to watch. Uh, yeah, he's got it in him... Uh... The fight and stuff. You've seen it from his brother. Yeah. At Rangers. Mm-hmm. You know. So, little bro, little bro big bro. He's got to be somewhat, um, you know, qualified for yeah. the job, I think. And seeing him in the Prem, he's he's battling. Yeah. So, he, he might figure it out. I think, uh, yeah, I think Tavernier is going to have a good, good end to the season. Um, if not even come up to this point right now, he might start popping off. Be fun to watch. Uh, and then late though, uh, Mbomu with the equalizer late in the 92nd minute, he gets a beautiful, beautiful ball from uh, Nathan Collins. Plays the ball from behind half field. Mbomu has a man on his back. He just takes a touch, beautiful spin, takes it in on uh, Neto, puts it away. It was a really good goal. Uh, he's he has a decent uh, goal record as well right now. Um, Four goals, four games. He had a game where he scored. He didn't score one game. He had a brace in the game and then a game today to tie it late late in the 90th minute. So for Bournemouth, I mean for Brentford at home to tie 2-2, they haven't won at home yet. They tied 
a couple teams. They tied Crystal Palace, I believe, 1-1, and they tied Tottenham 2-2. And now they just tied Bournemouth 2-2. So haven't won at home yet. Won a won away game, I believe. Um, no, they tied uh, Bournemouth, uh, West Ham as well. They've tied all four games, I'm pretty sure. They're battling. Or maybe they lost to Liverpool game. Yeah, they did lose to Liverpool. Maybe it was Nottingham Forest. I don't remember, but they're playing well. Tavernier is back. Um, Adams. Adams should be getting healthy soon. Dude, that's going to... When Tyler Adams is healthy and he's playing in that midfield role instead of uh, Cook... He's a savage. He's good. He's a, good, he's a little aggressive, but he's good. He's a yeah. good player. He's fun to watch. I think he's captain material for the U.S. I mean... So do I. Out of everybody. Pulisic wasn't there. I think it would be him. No doubt. Pulisic's done a good job so far, I guess. Yeah. Alright, speaking of Pulisic, uh, Pulisic, speaking of where he's from, two clubs he was from, actually. It's fucked. That's messed up. Yeah, uh, that guy should have been my boy. <laughs> he had he had the chance to be my favorite player ever, and he just let it go. That might be... Well, now the just become a fan of, of his uh, career. Become a fan of AC Milan now. He it does encourage me to support them. I have a sticker of him on my on my Yeti Love cooler. It. That and means that means if you're on someone's Yeti cooler, you know you're you know the, strong, you're the yeah. boy. But uh, to get into it, Chelsea, Nottingham Forest, Chelsea snaps an eight eight game streak where they haven't won at home. They've tied a couple, lost a couple. But eight games they haven't won at home. They finally break it, beating uh, Luton Town at home 3-0. And then you'd think everything's up for Chelsea. I thought everything was up for Chelsea. But the tricky trees were just too strong for the uh, the Blues, the clarinet Blues. They don't call them that. No, they're just Blues, yeah. They're just the Blues. It was, uh, it was a tough, tough defensive game from Nottingham. That's all I could really chalk it up to. Matt Turner yeah. making good saves. And then also, on the other end, if you want to you know, talk about Chelsea not playing well, it was honestly just their the killer instinct in the box was Final not there. Pass, the killer instinct. Yeah, they need- had plenty of chances. Yeah. They had, what, 20 shots and two on target? Yeah. It's uh, somewhat ridiculous. Uh, feels a little bit like a, a sick joke. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I don't even know what to say. What's good about it? Um, they didn't have anything. Every time they had a chance, Forrest looked like they had three guys ready to block the shot. Yeah. Except for the one uh, Jackson missed. Yeah. But um, it they was play really good defense. They play really good defense. Good, it yeah. you know is that annoying to Premier League teams? Yeah. When you're sitting five men in the back, but then they get up. They'll start getting up. The problem is Chelsea wasn't catching them getting up. When they would get up, Chelsea would retain the ball and just possess in the back instead of finding the dark, deep pass to Sterling. They Sometimes they would force the deep pass, and whether it was Willie Bowley getting out or Joel Warwell, who... Had a great game. Dude, amazing game. Shout out to Joel Warwell. Fucking captaining this team on the day, a couple days after his... Uncle dies, who was a lieutenant, and he died trying to save someone off a train track. It's like 
It was destiny. And I said that going in to this game. If Jorah Warwell is in this game, Chelsea's going to have a tough time. Because everyone's just going to be around him. You know what I mean? Everyone's here for the cause. They know what he's dealing with mentally. Yeah, yeah it's a way to support your teammate. Yes. To get a win for him. Yeah. yeah. I think that's what it was, honestly. Because we talk about it. Chelsea had good opportunities. They just couldn't put him away. It happens. You don't want it to happen all the time. But it happens. Nicola Jackson with a couple misses. Um, Enzo. Mudrick. <laughs> Enzo stinks. Yeah. They, but the, hey, the opportunities were there. The opportunities were definitely there. The only goal in the day this game finishes one nothing was Tuawoni assisting Anthony Alenga. Anthony Alenga got subbed on in about, I would say like, um, when did they score? Was it late or no? Forty eighth minute. I think yeah, he got subbed on at halftime. Half. Yeah, and it was a bad giveaway by Conceito who. Awoni got gets the ball from that, finds a Meg through Thiago Silva's legs, and finds a Langa. And uh Jason Steele, man, I, I I don't know. I don't know if he's like the the money they paid for Jason Steele. I don't know if that's worth it. Um getting rid of Keppa, getting rid of who was the other goalkeeper Chelsea had. They they're starting Robert Sanchez. What did I say? Steel? Yeah. I meant Robert Sanchez. Yeah. Sanchez, I, the signing, the amount they spent on him and like just his performances, I just feel like not that it was like a easy save in any question. It, it's not an easy save, but I don't know. Maybe. Maybe if like. I don't think anybody really saves that, to yeah. be honest. It was a very tidy finish. Yeah. On the ground, in the corner. Yeah. It was. Very precise. Yeah. But uh, Chelsea dropped that game. They beat Luton Town, but they tied Liverpool and uh, they lost to West Ham. So Sitting the, 12th on four points. Yeah. Not the, hey, not the worst of starts. <laughs> you know, tying Liverpool is a big, big deal. That's probably the, yeah. the, the most they can come from this month is. But it was the first game of the season. Hey. And that's your highlight right now. That's fine. You know, we, we've been through some stuff. People aren't performing to the stature that we want them to. Gusto's been playing well. Raheem Sterling's been playing well. I think maybe they just need to start finding them more. Yeah. Give Sterling the armband. What is yeah. it? They give it what, what Chilwell and... Chilwell James. doesn't deserve it. I think... I love Chilwell. I love Chilwell. I think he's... The Chelsea's left back for years to come. But... Agreed. I mean, give somebody with experience the armband. Yeah. I just don't get it. It does go a long way. It does go a long way. They'll 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 start finding format. I believe I I trust in Chelsea. The amount of money they've spent. It's it, got to do something. They yeah. got to do. There's no way. There's no way it, nothing happens from all that money. Right. Uh, and it, if it was an old coach, maybe, but it's a brand new coach. Yeah. So. I, I think Pochettino, what he's done with Tottenham in the past, he, I think he could do with Chelsea. So, we'll see. Win nothing? Is that what you mean? They had some good games. They had good years. Yeah. They had some good years. I think he could do it. I think he has a better team than he did with Tottenham when they made it to the Champions League final. They Chelsea spent more money this transfer market 
with Pochettino than Tottenham did during their entire tenure together. Wow. So the entire time Poch was at Tottenham, he spent less money than Chelsea did this summer. Yeah. So he's got to, I mean, if he wants to be certified, yeah, you know, if he wants some street cred, he needs to do something with this Chelsea team. Yeah, I agree. I think he will. I trust in Pochettino. I like him a lot. We'll give him a chance. We'll give him a chance. Yeah. So that was tough. Um, later in the day, actually it was a 10 o'clock game as well. Man City defeat Fulham 5-1. to one. It Starts off with a Alvarez goal passed from Erling Holland. Second goal was a Tim Ream goal, which who doesn't love that? Oh, Tim Ream against City? Come on. That's like fairy tale land for an American. Yeah. You know, I don't I don't even think of forwards maybe Pulisic has scored against Pulis, uh Man City, but I don't know if another American has ever scored against Man City. Mm-hmm. So for a, an American defender to do that, love it. Um but he 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 does mess up a couple plays later. Um later in the game though, in the late fortieth uh 45th minute, almost at halftime. Phil Foden sends it across to Ake, Nathan, Nathan Ake, who heads it. From distance. From distance. And I don't know, is is Duku or who was it? Dun- no, um, uh, Akanji. Akanji was in the way. What Does Offside. Akanji throw off uh, Leno to save that ball? I don't know. That, you know, questionable. Maybe he should have been brought back. Especially like, come on, your city. Like, give us one. Yeah. <laughs> like, I agree. Come on. <laughs> It looks like it almost hit his foot. Like, it didn't hit his foot, but he's still in, like, the eyesight of Bert Leto, you know? Bernard Leto. So, whatever. It, it goes in 2-1 at halftime. Not until the 58th minute do we have another goal from Holland. Um, it was just, you know, Alvarez played him in. That This was the poor touch with Tim Ream. Tim Ream takes a poor touch. Doesn't, you know, puts it right into Holland's pass path holland takes it fires it scores makes it 3-1 his second on the day and then we had a pk alvarez gets pulled down in the box by uh diop you know clear penalty and then we had holland take up to it of course i mean this is when he scored his brace yeah he scored his brace right here that other goal was his first goal this was Mm -hmm. pk was his brace and then substitute sergio gomez playing well with rico lewis on the corner, Jack Grealish not in the game, but Sergio Gomez had a good game. So did Rico Lewis. I mean, you're going against a deflated Fulham team at that point. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have some fun, right? I agree. And uh, but fun. Oh, uh, Sergio Gomez did have fun. He he took a ball right past Timothy Timothy Castagna, fake shot it, punched it past him, took a touch into the box, fired in a darting pass to Holland. Holland finishes it near post. Gets his hat trick. Holland's celebrating heavy. They're going nuts. And a really, really good, spectacular move and ball by Sergio Gomez. So just a little, you know, begs the question with the City team. You know, they're very, uh, not that they're anti-loyal, but if a, t- if a player is in form, they will play that player over you. You know what I mean? Uh, well, with Grealish not getting in? Well, Grealish is supposedly injured. Yeah, I don't think it had anything to do with that, I think. No, but if Sergio Gomez starts playing well on this wing, 
Does he eventually come... Let's say Grealish doesn't do anything for two, three games. Pep is a very quick... Hey, uh, this person's playing well. Maybe they substitute him in. He scores or assists again. Yo, he's playing well. We're going to give him the chance. He pops off when they give him his first start. Grealish could be missing opportunities or maybe Foden. You know what I mean? That little trio... When you, when, once you start putting people in the equation, they, they perform like this. They make a move like this. They dance like this. They make a move like this. I don't know. It's a tough Gomez, thing to stop. Gomez was... So a little background on Gomez. Uh, he was brought in as a left back for them last year from Anderlecht. Mm-hmm. Played for a company <clears throat> and had a shit season. But growing up and through his uh, youth career even into Dortmund he won player of the tournament for Spain's U17s when they won the World Cup or whatever um he went to Dortmund had a very high potential at Dortmund um had a couple appearances and then as an attacking mid he went to Anderlecht and played left back Mm -hmm. and then City signed him as a left back and clearly he's not good enough to play there so there's a lot of question marks for me around him if he'll ever really break into the city's first team. This might be the highlight of his city career. It's true. But it was a spectacular effort. I will give it to him. Yeah, it would be out of the blue, and I would love for him, just because he's a Dortmund guy, mm-hmm. to make a name for himself as city. But I think once Grealish is healthy and, you know, if they weren't playing Burnley or who were. Burnley, yeah. Fulham. Fulham, and they weren't up by a few goals. I don't know if he goes in and even gets the opportunity. Yeah, but he did. All I'm saying is he he does go in and he does get the opportunity. He did take the most of his opportunity. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like Pep turns his face to that. You know, Pep looks at that and he goes, even though he's not there because he's dealing with back surgery right now, but he's still watching that from afar going, oh, this kid wants the ball? We'll let him ball. Yeah, we could let him play. We'll let him play. We could see him in the EFL Cup. Put me in, coach. I'm, I'm ready, ready to play. play. Hey, hey. I thought it was today. Uh, maybe it is. I, I don't know. Center field. <laughs> but. On the wing. On the wing. That would be, a, yo, imagine like a. A chant. Put me in, coach. Yeah, that would be a fire chant for a player. Phil Foden's ready to play. Hey, hey. <laughs> Can you feel? Sentiment. <laughs> Just something. It would be fire if they could come up with that. You know me. I said a long time ago, America needs to develop chants to American songs. To American classics. That's a classic. Mm-hmm. You know? That, uh, something to like Brown Eyed Girl would be hilarious. Yeah. Like, they're, they're just there sitting there. No American wants to do it. We're going to do it first. Yeah, we'll start the chance. We'll start the chance. We'll start making them up. Next next time U.S. has a competition, we will have a chance. Oh, yeah. That goes along to put me in coach. Yeah, big time. I don't know who it's going to be yet, but... Should be for Dio Reyna. <laughs> <laughs> put me in coach. Gio's ready to play. Hey, hey, can you feel? 
We'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah, we'll get there. Um, to end the day, well, coming close to end of the day on Saturday, Real Madrid, Catafe, first game in the newly renovated Benabeo. Man, oh man, I said this from the beginning. Real Madrid, we're going to have a tough game with Catafe. Catafe tied Barcelona earlier in the season, first week of the season. And it was a 0-0 draw. They left. They kept Barcelona on a clean sheet. I said it was going to be tough. No Vinny. No Mate- uh, um, Not Mateo. Uh, Militao. Militao. No Courtois. No Arda Guler. No Arda Guler. Like, they're missing some important players. And it showed. Early 11th minute, Katafe goes up. It was a beautiful, beautiful ball from... Um, Someone played in, but actually it was deflected um, by Francesco uh, Garcia. Played it back to David Al- uh, Albia. And Borjo Mayorola takes it in, and he just steals the ball from a poor pass, takes it in, takes it into Kepa, puts it behind Kepa. And then in this game, Gatafe's goalkeeper, David Sororia, had like nine saves. It was, and like, it's not like, oh, the saves were easy. They were like tough, tough saves. There was a diving header from Luka Modric. Tough save. He, he gets to it. Um, another shot from um, Husilo, who got his first start for Dortmund, uh, for Real Madrid today. Another good save by Soria. And then it wasn't until the 47th minute they notched it up. A beautiful banana pass by Modric. And it was just poorly headed, poorly dealt with. And uh, Huslio gets his first debut goal for Real Madrid at the Bernabeu. And it's Love good it. to see, especially with Vinny not there, mm-hmm. you know, for a couple more weeks, at least another month and a half. Yeah, to have some confidence in uh, reinforcements to score, that's always good to see um, for Madrid. Because I feel like sometimes their star players are just too heavily relied on, even though... Most of the time, they do get the job done. Um, you know, players like Iguain, uh, who had a good career, but he was never really the star man at Madrid. Yeah. So I, I can't really think of somebody at Madrid who was a constant super sub. You know, Gareth uh, Bale, at, like towards the end of his yeah. career there. Unjustly so. Yeah. I mean, this guy. Because <laughs> he'd rather golf. <laughs> yeah, I guess, but. Yeah, that's a good point, Bale. Um, it's good to see some depth in the front line. Yeah, especially, you know, I was saying this last time, losing Vinny Jr. is not like, oh, we lost, you know, a common player. Rodrigo goes down, no offense to him. It, he's replaceable. Right. Vinny? That's a tough loss. Yeah, it seems like he'd be a little bit uh, irreplaceable, but Madrid are flying without without the yeah. star show right now. Yeah, so, yeah, he ties it up 1-1. Another great save. Um, comes off the post. A shot from Tony Kroos. And then he follows it up. Uh, Soria with another save on Tony Kroos. was beautiful. He tries to put it to the side netting on the right. Just got his hand to it. Dove down real quick. And then it wasn't until the 95th minute in extra time when um, Bellingham... A, a mistake by Soria, which he wasn't making many mistakes the whole game. Last couple minutes of the game, Lucas Vasquez takes a shot on target, gets right in Soria's gloves, but he, you know, bottles it, hot dogs it, whatever you want to say, 
And uh, Bellingham's just there to tuck it away. Bellingham with five goals, one assist in four games for Real Madrid. It is absolutely insane what he's doing there. Tough, 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 tough for Soria, for David Soria. Um, played an excellent game against Real Madrid. But uh, Bellingham, you can't stop Bellingham. Even if you're going to give him opportunities like that, he's going to put him away. Bellingham, for me, is the most exciting young player. Because Holland is going to score goals nonstop. I think he would be more exciting if he wasn't on City. Mm-hmm. And had a team that relied on him a little bit more. But Bellingham, for me, is the closest thing we've ever seen to somebody like uh, Zinedine Zidane. Yep. Who just is... He does it all, and he does it all at the highest level. Defends, beats players, passes, goals, assists, uh, everything. There's no weakness in his game. He's 6'3", maybe. He's built like a brick house. His feet are uh, phenomenal. Yep. I just think this kid's a total package. I think he is... I mean, Mbappe is in the, in the question as well, but Bellingham's got a balloon to or. Oh, yeah. In his locker. Dude, if Real Madrid win Champions League this year, if they win La Liga, if they win um, the Spanish Domestic Cup, he's up there. Yeah. Especially with the the way he started. I mean, he right. has... If he could keep that going, for sure. Yeah. He has less goals than Holland, but by a goal. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like like you said, they're, Real Madrid are very relying on him. If If he wasn't there... Who knows if they would have won all three games. Exactly. Like every single one is a question mark at that point. He's been the clutch player for this team as of far. You know what I mean? Yeah, without anybody coming close Yeah. to being as important. He is what $100 million or €100 million Euros Looks like. should get you. Yeah. These guys that, I mean, I hate to say it, but these guys, Chelsea's dropping $100 million on Enzo and... Caicedo, where Caicedo cost them the game the other day. Enzo has scored one goal. I mean, $100 million should be, and Holland too. Holland lives up to his price tag. Yeah, he was I only mean, like he, he was a bargain, million. actually. Yeah. yeah. But he is somebody worth that money. Yeah. Because he does everything. Yeah. At the highest level. And he has the personality for it. You know, it's just really good business from Madrid. JB5, baby. What's that? Jude Bellingham. Oh, Jude Bellingham. He's number five. five, yeah. JB5. I wish he had a little bit better of a number, but that's okay. What's wrong with five? You don't like five? It's all right. That's my number. That's a defender's yeah. number, baby. Yeah, that's my. Yeah, baby. <laughs> that's what I live by. Number five. Great. It's a great position. Great position in fantasy football. Great position in Premier League football to draft from. You know, you finished fifth in a race. You didn't finish like seventh, you know. My name means five. Quentin means oh, five. Oh, yeah, it does. You know, so. Five Opie. It's a good number for sure. Five V, five volts. Number five is all over the world. <laughs> number five runs deep. Yeah. This is my fifth beer. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. No, it's it's good to see for Jude, and uh, good for Madrid. I'd much rather it be Madrid than Barca. Yeah, agreed. Barcelona struggling. Uh, sneak out a 2-1 win against uh, Osinana, but we won't go really deep into that. Um, 
But to wrap up Saturday, get into Sunday where the the real cream of the crop is, in my opinion. Um, we had Brighton Holt and Hope Albion taking on Newcastle. 3-1 to one, Brighton win this game. A hat trick, as we said it before, by young Evan Ferguson. He's 19. He's 19. He's scoring hat tricks. He has, in my opinion, the goal of the weekend um, for the Premier League. Or at least one of the top goals for the Premier League weekend. A 30-yard screamer. His second goal of the day. His first one was... Uh, First one was nice. It was a uh, it was a bad pass by um, Nick Pope. Estupinyan got to it, gave it to Matomo, got cleared out. Billy Gilmore had a crazy shot, hit Pope's hands. Pope flubbed it out, gave it right to Evan Ferguson. He put it away for his first. But that second goal that we watched, man. Yeah, it's at least thirty yards out. Puts in the bottom corner. I think Pope was a little off guard, caught off guard, but. Yeah, it was a good a good placement and good decision, obviously. And uh, and was assisted by Billy Gilmore as well. Billy Esta. Yeah, he's he's playing well in that role because he has a little, you know, some they just signed some new people. They it could be taken, you know. When he is a technician. They signed Fati. They signed uh, Maladu, or I forgot where they got this other kid from, but two class signings. End of, the, end of the transfer window. And then he scores his third. It was a deflected shot off of Fabian Schar. Goes right past Pope. Pope didn't even move for it. Hat trick for him. Calvin Wilson with a uh, consolation goal. Yeah. Makes it 3-1. Still a good finish. Great touch right past uh, uh, Han Paul Von, uh, Von Hike. And he's been playing really well. The, the new signing for Brighton. Taking over um, Lewis Colwell's spot. So they put that one away. 3 1 game, but Ferguson is obviously the star of the show. You know, you have him in Prem. You, the fantasy Prem, you beat me this week. Very upsetting on my end. It was a good game. A lot of points left on the bench. Yeah. Uh, 48 45. Going into Sunday, I thought the total was going to be higher. Yeah. Or going into the the games later in the day. I thought we were going to get up into the 50s and 60s for sure. But um, pretty much poor management on my part. To, Me too. To yeah. not stay out of the... To not get up to the 60 range. Because I had plenty of points left on the bench. Yeah. You had points on the bench. I had points on the bench. Mm-hmm. It's good to see. You know, it's a tightly contested league. Some good draft picks. When did you take uh, Ferguson? I think it was fifth round. Yeah, it's a steal. Yeah, it was a good. It was good. It was good. He hasn't been doing amazing as of recently. Four uh, four goals, four games, three of them coming in this game, and then he scored in his first game, I believe, and then a two game drought. But to come from a two game drought to scoring a hat trick, yeah, you forget about those two games really quick. Real quick, real quick. Like they never even happened. Right. So good to see from Brighton, uh, Newcastle though. Not good. No. Not, not a good team. Not the team I thought they were going to be. They are very questionable defensively. Nick Pope, not the defender uh, goalkeeper that he used to be, in my opinion. And uh, you know what's actually scary? They're on a now 11-game 
streak where they let up a goal away. And they're like one of the top defensive teams in the league last year, but all their goals came from on the road. So on the road, Newcastle, just always know they're probably going to give one away. They're never going to keep a clean sheet. Yeah, I think I think Newcastle has done okay. I mean, not the best start to the season for them, but to smack Aston Villa. Yep. Um, they were flying that day. I will give it to them. And a lot of new signings for them too. I don't think Almiron should be starting anymore. I don't understand why they don't take Gordon from the left or. Barnes, who also subs on for Gordon on the left, and just give them a chance on the right. Um, maybe it's a personal preference, but I think if you're at that level, a winger is a winger. It's not like you're playing outside back. Yeah. Um, so I think Almiron should be out. Uh, Isaac has been okay. He's got his goals. Um, they're still a dangerous team, I think. They're yeah. in the Champions League. I think it's super impressive from Brighton. Uh, and I don't think this will slow Newcastle down too much. I think they'll still kind of finish towards the top end. Yep. Well, obviously, terrible loss to Liverpool. The last weekend, this this loss, they lost to City, but they, you know, they played a tough schedule so far. So, hopefully, once they start playing some of these lower ranked teams, we'll see the true talent that exists in this Newcastle squad. Cause it's there. It's there. Tonali, obviously his first debut game, scores a goal. Um, has a uh, man-of-the-match performance. Yeah, and uh, you know he hasn't been as clinical these last couple games, but I think like somewhere in December they start Champions League. So September? I'm pretty sure in September they start, or maybe it's uh, October, but I'm pretty sure September it's is... It's coming like, in hot. Yeah. And we'll see how the depth does. That's a little more on my radar if I'm a Newcastle player than the Premier League, in my opinion. Are we going to win the Prem? Probably not. Could we possibly make a deep run into Champions League? Why not? Yeah, why not? Why not? Wide open group on that one. Group F, group of death. Fear. Group F stands for fear. Um, Also on the day to end Saturday, we had uh, Borussia Mogblock lose to Bayern Munich 2-1. Bayern Munich finally winning in uh, Borussia Mablock Stadium's first time since 2019. So it's been a while from them. They get the win 2-1. Napoli upsetted by Lazio 2-1 as well on the road. Big loss from Napoli. But to get into it Sunday, Crystal Palace hosted Wolverhampton Wanderers in a game that I think Crystal Palace finally showed what what kind of team they can be. Yeah, it's against a Wolverhampton Wanderers squad, but they as they played great, uh Edward played great. You know, I IU had a really good game defensively. Anderson played great. Um they 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 just look like a good squad, Crystal Palace. They have the potential for sure. They they could finish top half of the the table in my opinion. So um, really good goal from them, uh, game from them. As they with a goal, we had uh, Edward with a goal as well. Edward with two goals, my bad, a brace on the day. Um, that's a 3-2 game. Uh, Wolverhampton Wanderers score a late goal 
uh, Cunha makes it a 3-2 game. Just not enough time. And uh, Crystal Palace come out of their victors. Great win for them. Been off to a, a decent start in the Prem. Couple draws. One or two losses. A win against Sheffield on the road. So, looking good. Yeah, they all they have the uh, core squad to uh, be decent in the Prem. No European football. They won't probably last too long in the uh, Cups yeah. in England. So, you know, probably another mid-table season for them. Which, maybe it's their goal to get into Europe and potentially, but I don't see it. Yeah, I think it's going to be tough for them to uh, break the ranks of the top eight. As yeah. of right now. Yeah, for sure. But quality quality win from them. And uh, also at the same time, 9 a.m. game on Sunday, Liverpool hosted Ashton Villa. A game that I thought was going to end in a decent draw. I thought it was going to be like a 2-2 draw, a nice little Desmond. And just didn't happen. Ashton Villa looked worse for Wary. They just not look, did not look like a good team. Ollie Watkins, same thing with Chelsea. No killers in the box. Mm-hmm. John McGinn with his couple shots over the bar. That was the best shots they had. Ollie Watkins not being a killer. Leon Bailey wound up getting subbed in, not being a killer in the box. And um, who's the uh, Diaby? Just really didn't even have any opportunities. Mm-hmm. They looked a little scared. Like, yeah, they, uh, they did. Cautious or I don't know. Agreed. But it didn't look convincing at all from them. Like, you know, you could take a 3-0 loss and say, all right. But they, that probably wasn't the message in the in the locker room after. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, we watched that opening goal, Dominic Salozai, with a beautiful goal. Um, goal in the week, in my opinion. Yeah, it was a good finish. Uh, very Thiago-esque. And he puts that away, assisted by Trent. They score, Aston Villa scores an own goal by Matty Cash. And then Mohamed Salah with a late tap-in pass, uh, assisted by Darwin Nunez. So, 3-0 win for Liverpool at home. They're one of the top teams right now in the Prem, four weeks in. They haven't lost a game. They beat Bournemouth. They beat... Newcastle last week, and then they beat Ashton Villa this week, tying Chelsea their first week. It's a great start from them. Um, they should be flying high going forward. Mohamed Salah not going to Saudi. Maybe, though, they, they extended the transfer window. Did you hear about that? I did not. They extended it by a week. Why is that? I don't know. I do not know. So, should be interesting. Who knows? <laughs> They want to give Liverpool $200 million. How do you, you know, how do you say no? If you're Liverpool with a week left, I mean, Salah would be such a loss. It would. But $200 million is a lot of money. That's a lot of players you could sign for cheap at a young age and develop them. And now you have a whole new, you know, I think Darwin Nunes can take over a solid spot. Nunez, Gakpo, Diaz. Diaz, yeah, I know. It, it is a it's, great front You line. could do it. it. It would be disrespectful, in a way, to Salah, but you could do it. It wouldn't be that disrespectful. 
like 200 million like bro we got we got to do this you really are helping out the squad <laughs> yeah, right like do you love liverpool <laughs> <laughs> you know if you love things sometimes you have to let it go yeah like, go play over in the saudi league please yeah. we're trying and again to... he'll score 40 goals there too oh yeah he'll be just as dangerous as mitrovic is there right now ronaldo benzema dude if this is a kind of a crazy out of nowhere take but if the Saudi league continues at the rate that they did this summer through the next couple transfer windows, it's going to be the best league in the world in two years. Yeah. If they keep signing the best of the best players. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Did you see they want to get into UEFA Champions League? They said by 2025-2026, a team from Saudi Arabia will be in UEFA Champions League. <laughs> I mean, it's it's so dumb, but from a spectator and finance standpoint, if Makes we got sense. this, if we got this league that's pretty much just playing without limits mm-hmm. or paying without limits, yeah, they're gonna become the best. Yeah, I mean, think it's about true. it. If Scottish league did the same thing, offered two hundred million people uh, pounds for Salah. And Ronaldo and Benzema and Conte and the list goes on. I mean, eventually players are going to go there. I mean, I know Messi's in the MLS and people are saying, Cause he's got oh, a, MLS has a chance. He got Messi. a sweetheart deal. Right. He got like the best deal you can ever have. Yeah, I mean. Between ownership and his percentage on jersey sales and not not only to speak about his initial transfer fee. It's you know he may he's gonna make a lot more money than the normal person who would come over here. Right. And yeah, I could say, hey listen who were probably who who wanted the Super League? That's what really it comes down to. Who wanted the Super League? What if, Madrid has a chance when Saudi League takes over. Madrid will still have stars. Too. Oh yeah, because Bellingham's not gonna leave. No. He's there. I hope for the rest of his career. Yeah, that would be absolutely awesome. Maybe he goes to, like, Italy. I think he, he's Madrid through and through. I, w- I would love to see it. And um, I just find the people who wanted the Super League to be a thing are probably the same people who are investing in these Saudi leagues to buy these type of players. So it's almost... A, you almost formed the Super League because you said, no, you're not starting a league. And we, signing everybody. Yeah. They're... Those are our teams. Okay, we'll make our own teams then. Mm-hmm. Boom. $600 million to Benzema yeah. for three years. And six cars. And six cars. And probably like the biggest mansion you can imagine. But it's true. So I don't want to get off topic. Um, how do we... Oh, Mo Salah going yeah. to Saudi. So uh, we were talking about Liverpool, the possibility of that. But to basically end, I mean, I I got a couple other games we could just say the scores to. Basically end the Premier League weekend. Well, it was to end the Premier League weekend right before international break. Arsenal hosting Man United. Man United have not earned more than three points at the Emirates Stadium since 2018. Well, it is impossible to earn more than three points. Well, you know what I meant. More than one point. I'm sorry. They haven't earned more than one point. They tied a couple times, but they haven't won since 2018. 
So it's been five years since we've gone to the Emirates and won. And this game was uh, it was off to a hot, hot start. Rashford with a beautiful goal. One of the best goals of the weekend. Um, beautiful ball by Christian Eriksen. Plays him in. He takes it to the net. Just touches it around uh, Saliba and Ben White. And fires it. Hits Ramsdale's glove a little bit. Hits the post. Goes in. But 90 seconds afterwards. Odegaard with probably even a better goal. Better finish. Better finish. Better worked between Enketia and Martinelli. It was very good to watch. Yeah, it was a fire goal. I literally, I'm watching this game, bro. They score this first, well, the second goal of the game to tie it 1-1, and I just start laughing. I'm like, it's classic. Classic United. You know, we talked about it. Erickson not fit to play a CDM role. Leaves Odegaard very open on the top of the box. Um... It was it was just well worked as well. So like I don't want to blame it all on the defense, but defensively, obviously it shows it wasn't there. And uh, not long after that, almost in the second half, we had a Granacho goal. It was a goal. Well, actually, before that, we had a uh, a penalty canceled on Kai Havertz. Went down a little too soft, in my opinion. And um, but. That after that one, a goal from Granacho ruled off sides. And we, me and Quinton watched it. We looked at it. I personally still think it's possible his head, if you took his headline, depending on the angle you took it, if you took it the straight on angle, I think maybe he's on sides. Yeah, it looked like it's, that to it's me. It's hard as well. to say. But I, I disagree in. Uh, the pen being overruled. I think that was uh, unfortunate on Basaka's part. I think it was a good touch from Havertz. And even though it's unintentional, there was some contact there. Yeah. And that's enough when you're running full speed to knock you over. Yeah. I, you know, it's possible. It's also possible they did that. And then the Granatra goal, they said, we'll make it a little even, you know. We've, we didn't give them the PK. We should have given them the PK. This is supposed to be on sides. We're going to call it off sides. I hope not, but there's a chance. It's possible. It's possible after they watch that foul enough. Because when you watch it, obviously, in slow motion, it looks like they caught him a lot. But that's slow motion. In real game speed, it, 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 it probably looks like he kicked their legs. So it's a, it's a tough one to... I mean, I guess they did overturn it. They called they it. They did in. overturn. So that is tough. Um, Which, I, it has to be on field, a complete mistake. Right. So, by my interpretation of the rule, that shouldn't be enough. Like you see the contact in the in the the review of the play, and that right there should say it's not a blatant and obvious mistake. Yeah, I agree. But, they got lucky. United get lucky. And then they get unlucky. And then they get unlucky. And then they give up a goal to his first goal, debut goal. Not debut goal, but I guess it's technically his debut goal. First goal for Arsenal. Declan Rice puts it in. Questionable substitutions by Ten Hag, which I will continue to say that Ten Hag is not the answer to Manchester United's championship hopes. He's not. 
And, and point point proven, they haven't beaten a team that ranks in the top 10 in, I'm almost positive, 9 or now 10 consecutive matches. So, they didn't do it last year on the road. They couldn't beat a single team. They maybe drew, drew a couple, you know, lost a couple. Definitely lost against Liverpool 7 to nothing. <laughs> that happened. That definitely happened. <laughs> but, like, he gets, like, this leeway pass... From a lot of fans, a lot of United fans, where I find we need, as a United fan, I find I have to hold my coach responsible. Especially in a decision like this. Subbing in Johnny Evans. Hasn't played a game for Manchester United since 2018. You're going to sub this guy in and pretend like he's going to get with the gist. And listen, people make mistakes. His goal is a mistake. But... At least if you, let's say you played him in the, well, they didn't have an EFL Cup. But let's say when they signed him, they played him against uh, Nottingham. And he got a couple minutes in there. Maybe he made a mistake. Maybe it didn't lead to a goal because it's not that high pressure of a situation. But at least he got his little mistake out of the season. You put a guy in who hasn't played in how many games that were really, really competitive. I mean, Leicester City not really playing competitively. You know, they were letting up goals left and right. Mm-hmm. He was barely even starting. So you're telling me you're going to put him in one of the highest, high-pressure situations he can ever be in in a Premier League game, and that's when you're going to put him in? Because you want to take off Lindelof for... Why? He wasn't injured. He said in the interview afterwards, oh, Lindelof was injured. Where? When? When Lindelof has played 90-minute games before. Let him play all 90 minutes, even if he is injured. Dude, we're not take, we're not putting in Johnny Evans. It's not happening. Yeah, power through. Keep playing. But they put him in. They put in McGuire, which they had to do. Martinez with a foot injury again. It's just, you know, it, it's just troublesome. It's not what we want. Obviously, Hoyland comes in, instant impact. He had a questionable PK. Where he got tackled in the box. Saliba or Gabriel just jumped on his back. Took him down. Not even a VAR check. Which was seemed a little ridiculous as well. But. Uh, you know. Just the performance defensively. Just not looking good. And then you give up that goal. That late in the game. 98th minute. Whatever man. Like. They're going to play him at home. Hopefully they can stop the double. Hopefully they stop the draw. Hopefully they beat Arsenal at home. But next time they play another top 10 team, if they tie on the road or they lose, this guy has to be questioned. Mm -hmm. You can't just let him be manager of the team because he he did well with Ajax. That's Ajax, man. They they made it to a, a Europa League conference. Who did they lose to? Manchester United. They did well in Champions League. Who do they lose to? Tottenham. You know? Like, Mm -hmm. does he really... Like, why is there no, like, fight against uh, manager, manager position on this team? There should be a little bit of criticism allowed to be... But no, no. No one can criticize this guy. No, he he won... uh, He's taught... Well, he has a good record in his first, like, 70 games or 80 games. But like, what does it lead to? We we lose to Tottenham away 
2-0. Couldn't even put a goal in the net early in the season. You know, we almost lose to Nottingham at home. Down 2-0, four minutes into the game. Is he that much? I don't, I don't think he's an expert. I don't think he's that good of his, at his craft. Could be. Could be. I don't know. You, you could take a, a very different perspective on it and go by the stats. And his, uh, his, his win percentage or whatever it would be. And say, let him find consistency. I agree. If United start popping off, it's my opinion, it's not because of him. It's because the players are playing well. But when the players aren't playing well... Coach takes all the heat when it's not a good year. Coach. They always should. But it's a good year and it's all the players? In my opinion, with this particular coach. Because I don't find Ten Hag to be an influential coach on a squad. Yeah. I think the players do well. When they're when they're doing well, he's very good at like talking about their achievements and what they're doing and like they get self gratification from that. But when they're not playing well, there's no like spruce to their ego. There's no or even like demoralizing their ego. Sometimes you need to have your ego checked if you're a player. Mm-hmm. You're playing like shit. Stop playing like that. Sitting in front of the whole squad, sitting in front of the whole organization. You're not playing good. He did that to Sancho. Maybe Sancho flips a switch. He starts playing well. It's the second time doing it to Sancho. Exactly. If you're going to do it to Sancho, why don't you do it to every other player on the pitch? Who else deserves it? Anthony. Okay. Especially with other things going on with Anthony. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't say Rashford because playing him as striker is not ideal for his position. Erickson. Casemiro. Do Casemiro, Erickson, Casemiro, and, and, and Bruno Fernandez were beat by the most plays within the first three weeks of the Premier League. They were 1, 2, and 3. That's how many people blew by them in the midfield. They were beaten like 8 to 9 times each. Come on. You can't ream into them. You can't talk shit to Onana and say, you know, certain certain times... Even that play when he fouls, um, I forget who he fouled, but in that Wolves game, you can't ream into him and be like, dude, what the, f- what are you doing? Are you trying to win or, what? you know, you, you just want to make a stupid play like that? Maybe he's doing that. I don't know. I, at least I don't see it in the, um, the videos I watch. Fair. He seems like he's very, always, which is not a bad thing. It's good to be optimistic, but... I think you need to put certain players in reality check and and really you tell them, like, hey, this is what we need from you. Can we please get that? I don't know. I, I personally believe if United keep going on the route that they're going, they have no choice but to get rid of them. And I don't I don't see I don't see the shame in that. I don't I there shouldn't be no shame. You, you, you haven't been performing well this season. I As a United player, I do not care if we fire our head coach as a United player. What if fan. you are... You wouldn't be upset if somebody fired a coach you like and you're a player? I don't know. But what if they hired... Like, dude, what if they bring in Nagelsmann? A, a, a coach that I personally find got cheated of a possible 
Bundesliga title. Bundesliga title. Didn't he win Champions League with Bayern Munich? No. no. He, he The next year he came from Leipzig. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hansi Flick was there. Yep. So I think he got cheated. And I think he has a fire under his belt. And he, he wants to win something big. I wouldn't mind that signing. I think that's a good signing for United. I think they need to figure something out in this manager role. Because not beating these top quality teams on the road, that's an issue. That's an issue. No, yeah, it never happening is an issue. You have to win. You have to win on the road as much as you fight. You can't. You have to. And Granacho came close. Eighty. It would have been an 89th minute goal. Would have probably sealed the game. Yeah, it probably would have been it. But a poor, poor substitution by Eric Ten Hag leads to the demise of what could have been a draw at the Emirates Stadium. For United. And that's tough. That's a tough pill to swallow. In my opinion. I don't know. But it, it could go either way. But I, I hear you. I think it's uh, it makes sense where you're coming from. But it makes sense on the other end as well. It's all there. It's you know. We'll see. Hopefully maybe. Hey maybe from a month from now. I'm going. Alright. We can keep him. Right. Yeah. It's possible. But. As of right now, if the road we're going down on <coughs> continues, man, oh man, they should have done it a, a, at a sooner time. You're preaching to the choir, baby. Yeah. But uh, other than that United game, we had a Inter Milan game finished 4-0. Um, goal, two goals from Latoro Martinez. And the Juventus game and 2-0 as well. Um, Danilo and Sasia with, with a goal. And that was about it. I mean, there was a uh, MLS game, LAFC taking on Inter-Miami. Inter-Miami wins. Um, an assist by, two assists by Lionel Messi. Just class. But that, you know, that was a, that was a good week. Um, good week of football. Lot to think about going into this international break. We 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 discussed a lot. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, there was a lot of games discussed today. Yeah, a lot of teams. A lot of, you know, where where teams are going to be moving towards their trajectory. Um, we didn't really get into Champions League, but we'll do we'll do that another day. Before before the group stages start, we'll uh, we'll talk about who we think that our you know, top one and twos from each group are going to be. We should do that. We should do a uh, like a league uh, group stage. We could easily make a bracket from yeah. the start and then do another bracket once, once the, the drawings group, are out. Yeah, once yeah. the drawings. Every are out. week too, we could do like because you know how they do like different drawings each week. I said we yeah we should do a competition at the start and then yeah. once the group stage ends, that'd be fun. Yeah, little uh, bracket. Yeah. Little, uh, when does it end? Like July, June. <laughs> it's all fucking here, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, but it should be fun. Some fun midweek games once they come about. And that was uh, that was it from uh, the September second to September fourth weekend. Very, yeah, very exciting week. Yeah, good good games. Um, tough tough losses for a couple of squads. 
Chelsea and uh, Man United in particular. But a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Can't wait for, uh, you know, the next couple upcoming weeks. We have a um, a Barcelona-Real Madrid game coming up soon in October. We have Man City taking on West Ham. I'm pretty sure the week after international break. Which should be a very fun game to watch. So, it's all there. We're just getting started, We're baby. We're just getting started, baby. For- week four. Yep, fantasy football sitting in second place right now. Quinton, I think, is in like fourth. Yeah, sitting well as well. Uh, two, two and two, two wins, two losses. Yep. Yeah, but loads of points. A lot of points. A lot of points. He had uh, who'd you have? Song and Matoma. I mean, uh, Song and uh, Ferguson. Uh, Ferguson, yeah. Yeah, thirty-seven t- points from those two this week. That's a tough person to beat. I had to play him this week. Not entertaining. Um, came close though. Yeah, it was a good match. I only had eleven points after that. Yeah, with uh, fifteen sitting on the bench. But yeah, forty-eight to forty-five finish. Tough game, but uh, yeah, man, can't can't wait for the next coming weeks. So much more. It's gonna happen. Cup games. Everything's coming at us real quick. It's the best time of the year. It's football season. Hell yeah, and uh, NFL starting soon this weekend. <sighs> Not what I was talking. About. <laughs> American football, the gridiron football, but hey, this is uh, this isn't gridiron football podcast. This is world football podcast. So yes, sir. Hope you all enjoyed. Um, you know, a lot of lot of deep dives on a lot of teams. So I hope you really enjoyed that. That, that comes from the heart, right there. A lot of brain power. Yes, sir. So Quentin, thanks for coming through, brother. Left cheek, right cheek. That's a podcast. That's a podcast, baby. You know what it is. All right. We'll catch you soon. Enjoy the international break. We'll be back in about two weeks. We'll see you then. We'll talk to you then. Hopefully, you'll see us. Try and get the YouTube page still moving. But video editing is a bitch. (laughs) Gotta buy a software. If you have any softwares you'd recommend, let me know. Well, World Football Podcast.